Welcome everyone to the Summit Up Podcast. This is where we're talking about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. I enjoy my good friend John, and I am Chris, and we are your co-hosts for the day. John, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, man. We got this. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. You seem excited. You said there's accents. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. very stoked about accents. Yeah, you're, you know, we're going to stumble through it. I'm going to stumble through it, more importantly, but there will be accents nonetheless. So we did choose your own adventure last time I was heading the show, and uh, instead of doing two at a pocket, I'm going to give you the whole pool of choices, and you get to get, decide which one you want to go to first, okay? Ooh, mixing it up. I like mixing it. Mixing it up. Go. Can't remain the same. Can't do that. Got to keep on changing, you know? That's, uh, that's the world we live in awkwardly anyways moving on past that segue uh john would you like to hear your choices uh let's go let's hear them okay uh we've got houses promo tourist pool canceled and twins twins basil twins Ooh, let's let's start with twins. Oh, good choice, sir. Because this one made me made me lose faith in humanity. Okay, <laughs> that's promising. Twins, YouTube prank star Stokes twins charged with felony after fake bank robbery video. <laughs> Jeez, this is you. You chose you chose the pooch one. This is great. This article is coming from The Virgin, written by Nick Stat. Alan and Alex Stokes, 23-year-old twin brothers, best known for posting prank videos to YouTube under their channel Stokes Twins, really original, have each been charged with felony related to a fake bank robbery, the aftermath which of which the brothers recorded and posted to YouTube last October, according to the Orange County District Attorney's Office. And that came from The Hollywood Reporter. As part of the prank, the two brothers falsely presented themselves as criminals to an uber driver and other random bystanders who they then implored to give them clothes rides and other forms of assistance in a way that south california authorities say broke the law quote these were not pranks these are crimes that could have resulted in someone getting seriously injured or even killed todd spitzer the orange county district attorney said in a statement continuing Law enforcement officers are sworn to protect the public, and when someone calls 911 to report an act of bank robbery, they are going to respond to protect lives. Instead, what they found was some kind of twisted attempt to gain more popularity on the internet by unnecessarily putting members of the public and police officers in danger, end quote. The brothers have each been charged with one count felony of false imprisonment affected by violence, menace, fraud, or deceit and one misdemeanor count of falsely reporting an emergency. According to the DA's office, the brothers face up to four years in prison if convicted, if convicted on both accounts. The video shows the brothers at one point explaining the prank to a police officer who tells them that more than a dozen officers were called to the scene over what was ultimately a false report of on-the-run criminals. The end of the video shows even more officers surrounding the brothers as they try to further explain the prank. Quote, this is what is going to get someone potentially hurt. We have people stopping in the middle of the street because they're watching this. Guys pulling off skis masks, throwing stuff on the ground, and changing clothes, one officer says. Continuing, think about what you're going on nowadays. 
Think about it. You've got to be smarter than that. You know better. End quote. Another officer says, you're absolutely lucky you didn't get guns drawn on you. End quote. John, what do you think? I think so many things. Um, so if what I'm... If, okay, let me make sure I'm, I'm getting oh, the well, let me whole give you, picture here. Let me give you some more context, because I did watch not the whole video, because it's been taken down, but some people tried posting more of it. I watched a few clips, and, uh, you know, it's just two guys running. They're purposely, you know, they're they're all... They're, they've got coverings all over their face. They've got duffel bags, and they're running through, like, the street of a campus, and they fall to the ground, you know, on purpose with money falling out of the duffel bags. And they're trying to, like, scoop the money, put it in the duffel bags while a bunch of people are looking on. No one's really stopping them, but they called their Uber driver and they've got a video camera on them. And the driver's like, please get out of my car. I don't want anything to do with this. Please get out of the car. And police stopped the Uber driver. And I think they had, I think the they had guns out. And when their first interaction with police, the Stokes twins were saying, trying to explain it was a prank, the police officer goes through that quote I just told you. Mm-hmm. And then later that day, they do the prank again on a school campus. And when... What? Yes. when And in the video, it shows them talking to the students after, you know, their prank was done. And they were explaining to these these students, like, you know, they they take off the mask, like, oh, it's just a prank, blah, blah, blah. And they were explaining to these students, you know, like... We tried to do this before and the police got involved and they even stopped the Uber driver we called. He wasn't in on it. And they're they're like joking about like, man, that guy had a rough day. Ha ha ha. But in a more, how do I say this, dickish way of not caring about anybody's well-being. They said in a way that I cannot explain because, you know, I'm not that terrible of a human being uh, because human beings are inherently terrible. So, (laughs) yeah, that's some context. Now continue with your thought. That is the behavior of like a sociopath where they have no mm-hmm. idea of the consequences of their actions or the the emotional impact that what they do, like the emotional toll of their actions taking on people. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I get that in their heads, it's funny and that I, I'm sure that they can imagine it getting a lot of views on YouTube. But if you're if you're an Uber driver that walks up and sees what looks like legitimate bank robbers getting into your car like you're going to fear for your life what if it's an older person who has a like a heart condition and you give them a heart attack and you kill someone like you would go to jail for murder for that like there are so many factors that if if not everyone is in on the joke that there's so many just wild cards involved in this like you should call the police ahead of time and say hey i'm filming this thing it's going to be in a small enclosed area I wanted to let you guys know in case anybody calls in that everyone involved in this is part of the joke. We did not actually rob a bank. Like, don't have some random Uber driver involved in this. Have, a, like, an actor driver be involved so that they can at least play the part. Like, well, there are they, better ways to do that. There are, but then they have to get permits and all the other stuff. And John, they're on YouTube. Apparently, <laughs> you could do whatever the heck you want on YouTube. And worry about the consequences later. Uh, like, this is just the internet giving people delusions of grandeur that gives them this idea that they're, they can do whatever they want as long as there's a camera on them. Yeah. Because they're doing it for the views and the likes. And the terrible thing is, like, YouTube people who see this, like, YouTube commentaries, people with accounts who watch the YouTube community, the YouTube community, 
aren't going to read the news and see this in their local paper or in national news. This is this is a story that comes out because it's entertainment news, but I guarantee you that 16-year-old who watched that video in October uh, isn't hearing about this story and might do it themselves. So I think, you know, you're right. This could have been done better, but they'd have to get a permit and all this other stuff. So I really hope that the four years, to the max extent, I hope they give them that max... Uh, that max sentencing because i'm really tired of just this like these stupid prank videos where like the there was one person who well who who was pranked in a video where they saw their friend like die like it was a friend it was a prank like kidnapping where they pretended to shoot their friend and the the person pretended to die and the person was like traumatized i'm like oh my gosh what a terrible thing to do like radio does it where they prank people about like their phone bills or about like uh, uh, things coming to their store or something wrong with a customer complaint and all this other stuff. But they don't say like someone's dying, like, hey, your son is dying or something like that. Oh my gosh, no. So, yeah, this. Yeah. I really wish the the cops from, what is it? It's um, the other guys. Is it is it supposed to be like uh, Samuel Jackson and The Rock or whoever that person is? I yeah. wish th- I wish those cops would have ended up first at the scene and they would have just shot the Stokes brothers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm just saying, you never know what kind of cop you're going to get in this climate. So, Stokes no, brothers. That's the other thing. They, when the cop says, you're lucky no one was killed, they mean it. <laughs> no, like, like, the public is on edge. Police are on edge because they so have... Stupid. It's so stupid. Like, there's such a brighter spotlight put on... Uh, the criminal justice system system right now and everyone is on edge and if you're going to play this kind of prank quote unquote in this type of climate you have to be prepared for the consequences and i it doesn't sound like they had thought any of this through at all yeah and from the way i'm raised with the whole you know participation trophy phase that we all got and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying like at some point you gotta let stupid people do stupid things and then face the consequences and i hope california doesn't let them go like they did with that um what was it that brock turner kid who raped that girl Mm -hmm. and got like three months or six months or whatever it was it was such a stupid case and i hope that doesn't happen here you know they say maximum four months you know or four years give them the four years for the love of God, please. Because no, it's that stup- won't happen. They'll probably get a year, maybe nine months, and they'll be done. Ugh, my heart. If uh, that. Well, how terrible. But anyways. Would you let's... like to Would you like to continue yes. down your journey? Yes, I would. Please read the options again, because I forgot already. That's okay. Alright. Going again down the line. Houses. Promo. Why does this feel like Jeopardy? Tourists. Pool. Cancelled. I'll take pool for 200, please. All right. Pool for 200. Scroll down. All right. Pool. As many of us, a hundred people involved in a brawl at Anaheim, California hotel. This excerpt of an article is coming from NBC news and written by Phil Halsell. So the article reads two people suffered stab wounds and two were arrested after a large brawl at a Southern California hotel that involved as many as a hundred people. Police said officers found 60 to hundred people involved in a fight in a parking lot outside and in the lobby of the Cambria hotel around 1240 PM Wednesday said Sergeant Shane Carringer, an Anaheim police spokesman quote, 
people did arm themselves with makeshift weapons. It appears they used broomsticks and legs of chairs, end quote. Carringer said, continuing, it was obviously a chaotic scene, end quote. Two people suffered lacerations that Carringer described as stab wounds, but the injuries were not life-threatening, he said. Every officer available, about 60 or 50 or 60, was dispatched to separate the two groups, as well as 10 officers from Orange County, Carringer said. There were no injuries to police or hotel staff, and fight and the fight was contained to, to guests, he said. Man, this writer is saying a lot of he said. Uh, <laughs> the Cambria Hotel, which is relatively new, has a pool and water park, Carringer said. Okay. The hotel's website says the pool and water park is open, but with social distancing rules because of the coronavirus pan ep epidemic. All right, dude. A person who answered the phone at the front desk said a manager was not immediately available and said to call back Thursday. A representative for the company that franchised the hotel, but which did not own it, said it was looking into the situation. The fight was prompted, uh, the fight and what prompted it under investigation, Carringer said. Witnesses told local television station KTLA that the fight was sparked after someone accidentally pushed a child into a pool. For further details, check out the full article. Oh, man, Phil. A lot of he said, and it's not an epidemic, bro. It's a pandemic. But anyways, aside from my <laughs> criticisms of the article and how it was written, John, what did you think? So there's just a giant a fight at a hotel because somebody accidentally pushed a kid into a pool? Allegedly. That, Man, that's what eyewitness is so on edge. Yeah, and this ha it happened in a similar brawl happened in the Hard Rock Hotel in uh, Hollywood. It was on the news, and uh, it's like for that one's different because uh, there are cameras everywhere, and casino cameras are very very good. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you commit a crime, the worst thing you could do is go to a casino. Because you ain't getting away with it. <laughs> so that's, you know, this is different. This isn't a hotel, but like, I agree. Everyone's on edge. But I love the part where it says like people arm themselves with broomsticks and legs of chairs, which implies that the chair was broken. And then you pick up the legs from the chair like, all right, a new weapon. This makes me think of the giant fight scene in Anchorman. Everybody's just grabbing random things around them, and then someone just ends up coming in with, like, a mace. Um, I voted there's a trident. <laughs> there's a trident, and somebody's randomly holding a grenade. Um, what do you think could have possibly prompted, or, like, what do you what do you think the conversation was that led to the escalation? Um, so, living in Florida for my entire young life, uh... Pools are a great place for stuff to go down, shit to go down, because when you're talking about a hotel pool and it's also a water park and Disney parks are closed down in California, that's part of the article later in the article that I didn't want to put in. But, you know, Disney is closed down. A lot of other parks are closed down. So people are going to this public or going to this hotel that has a water park in it. Um, what happens is a lot of times at water parks, you know, kids are running around uh, they're not real. They're just like focusing on themselves and kids will accidentally bump it to other kids and the kids will get hurt. I remember seeing my nephew at a small water park, uh, and some kid wasn't looking where he went and kind of like, like gave the big boot from like WWE style. But instead of the big boot, it was his big chest. And my nephew just like 
like watching a, a broom just like get smacked onto the ground. Like it was like, oh my gosh. And my, and, uh, the kids are, kids are, uh, will do stupid things. Kids are, you know, you got to watch your kids. You got to tell them to be careful. It's true. Um, but kids are kids and they're going to do stupid shit. The thing that gets me is that after the kid was pushed, allegedly pushed in the pool, that's when we got to have a fight, you know? That's the best part for me. So I, I see this I see this as something that definitely happens all the time with pools. You know, I'm not I'm not surprised. The thing that is surprising is that sixty to hundred people are involved in this fight, which is a huge escalation. It, it, what I really hope happened was that it was like two different family reunions and they they knew each other growing up, but they really hated each other, but they have to this is the one time of the year that they oh, have no. some kind of relaxing outlet. Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> exactly. And so one of the kids just maybe bumped into the other and it fell into the pool. And that was just the spark that really ignited the flame, the explosion between these two families. And they just wanted, they wanted it to escalate. This, and I really, <laughs> you what? The spark that would ignite the resistance. I forget the, the fucking quote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I hope that it was just like the kid being pushed in the pool is just an excuse for them to be able to like let loose and really just break stuff and, and vandalize the place to get weapons. And like this is this is what their intention the whole entire time. They were waiting for this opportunity. That's what I hope. <laughs> uh, it's like the, the, grab the chandelier, grab something, the candlesticks, let's go to war. And people got like nets and stuff like you described the Anchorman uh, battle scene. But yeah, that's. Yes. I imagine it's like, I would like to think Hatfields and McCoy's like, doing. It's like, how in the heck did we schedule the same hotel at the same time our arch rivals across the creek <laughs> are here in California? I don't like California, but damn it, my sister's nephew, which means it's your nephew, is going to have his party at California. That's where we want to go, and we're going. It's kind of one of those awkward thing, but uh, yes, and and they happen to be there. I, I can't wait for that storyline. Oh my gosh! Please let, let's keep following this story because I, I want to know more about these families. Ah uh, yes, oh probably random people, but I hope that it's if families. I, if more comes out about it, I will tell you. Okay, good. All right, John, back to our pool of choices: houses, promo, tourists, canceled. What are you choosing? Tourist. Tourist. Ah. All right. Tourist. All right. Ningaloo Reef. Woman injured by humpback whale at Australian tourist spot. This article is coming from the BBC and has no writing credits. A woman has suffered serious injuries after being struck and injured while swimming with humpback whales off the coast of Western Australia. The Australian woman, 29, was uh, with a tour group at the popular Ningaloo Reef on uh, Saturday when she was struck. She reportedly suffered uh, fractured ribs and internal bleeding. St. John's Ambulance uh, said the woman had suffered internal bleeding and upper torso injuries from the crush. Unconfirmed reports said uh, she had trapped between two of the giant mammals, which can grow up to 19 meters or 62 feet. She was treated in the town of Exmouth uh, before being flown to a hospital in Perth, where she was in a serious but stable condition on Monday. 
Other guests on the snorkeling tour witnessed the incident but were uninjured. According to the Western Australia Police, uh, the tour group had only been a few hundred meters from the shore when the incident happened. Police said work safety regulators were investigating uh, the incident as it was involved a charter group. Chartered swimming with humpback whales is currently undergoing a five-year trial in the region, monitored by the Department of Biodiversity, Conservation, and Attractions, or known as the DCBA. DBCA. Fifteen tour operators have been licensed to take groups of nine swimming with the whales, with guidance in place advising the swimmers to stay at least 15 meters from the animals. The DBCA said in a statement, It was working closely with the industry and the tour operators involved to understand how the incident occurred, and that swimming with humpback whales involved some inherent risk. It said nearly 10,000 participants had swum, resulting in serious injuries. Ningaloo Reef on Western Australia's Coral Coast is known for its biodiversity of marine life in one of the state's best-known tourist sports. Snorkeling expeditions on the Coral Reef are popular. Western Australia is home of the largest known population of humpback whales, which are typically regarded as safe to swim among despite their size. The region's borders are currently closed to international and interstate visitors as part of efforts to keep out the coronavirus. John, what you think? I think you started with a fairly acceptable Australian accent and then it just devolved slowly into what I think of as like Clippy from Word <laughs> trying to do an Australian accent. Oh, no. no I tried. That's the impression I got. I, but... I, I, I have a tough time getting the Australian accent down because I can't stop thinking of Peter Jackson and New Zealander accents. I just... Yes. It was a lot of that. Like uh, It's like, in serious but stable condition. It's like... Other than guests on snorkeling tour witnessed the incident that were uninjured and uninjured. Uh, Eminem, I don't know. That's you know, that that joke from <laughs> from uh, last week tonight. Yes, yeah. Uh, oh, man, this is such a violent week of news, isn't it? Um, I don't know, man. Like, wh- wh- why? Why are you getting that close to whales? Like, I, I get that they're not predators to humans in that sense at least in most cases but if you're not trained and you're not like experienced around massive like plain sized creatures like that <laughs> why would you try well i uh like i totally get it because um i've known people in my life here where it's like you want to do something exotic you want to go swim with whales and people are generally like oh my gosh it's so cool which it is cool, you know, I talked to a friend today and it's just like, would you go swimming with whales? And they were like, if I had the opportunity, sure. You know, like, swimming with whales is like, that's like a cool spiritual thing. It's like something exciting. It's mother nature. But in this case, it sounds like since they've been doing the 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 tour groups and they were checking out to see if it's possible to do with the DBCA, like monitoring, it seems like it's just like the one freak accident that happened in the mm-hmm. five-year program that they're trying to see if it if it if it has good if it can be viable um so and they're still investigating it's ongoing investigation to see what you know what happened did did she swim closer than 15 meters and 15 meters is quite a distance john um yeah 
to close in on the humpback whales with the humpback whales in a distance saw her and then were like let's swim towards and check her out and then they did like some dance and accidentally crushed her you know like <laughs> and there's a lot of details out but i just thought this was uh fairly interesting and got your opinion because it seems like you're anti-swim with whales i just think that if the th- if we could sum up the theme for these stories so far uh in one word it would just be darwinism ah and- yes <laughs> i would agree I, and maybe maybe my optimism is fading from it's been a long week um but like i like i i get like and i would love to go swimming with with creatures like that and i i had the chance to go to discovery cove in florida years ago um and it's like a it's a man-made enclosed like place where you can go snorkeling and swim with dolphins um, but it's all very self-contained, a very controlled environment. Mm. Um, and I loved getting to, to snorkel and then like look down and see all the, the reefs and the fish and like manta rays uh, and all these things that were swimming around you. But at a certain point, you have to go, that thing can kill me with a flipper. I probably should stay very far away from that because it can move pro- much quicker than I can in water. So it's just, it's just, and I don't know, like... If, if there was some kind of freak accident and maybe this, the another one came out of nowhere and she lost control and kind of got in over her head, literally and figuratively, and hmm. just wasn't able to control the situation. But if it was if it was a choice of hers to go get as close as she could to these things, I just think that's probably not the most wise decision in the world. Yeah, I would agree with you. If it was if it was on her turns to like be like 15 meters oh no wait <laughs> 15 meters that's nothing and then they go in there and then they get crushed you know it's on them and it's darwinism yeah. as you say and i think darwinism is quite interesting in this day and age when it comes to posting a fake bank robbery you stupid dumb mother anyways continuing um john you said tourists let's scratch this off the list all right your choices houses promo promo we're doing promo okay. oh okay we're gonna do promo do you know what it's about nope oh i thought you would know promo milan promo destroyed by theater owner after disney plus release this excerpt of an article is coming from screen rant and written by katherine stinson it reads a theater owner destroyed a milan promo after disney plus announced its plans to release the film direct to u.s consumers Reactions were mixed when Disney announced that the highly anticipated live-action adaptation of Mulan was going straight to Disney+. Mulan was supposed to premiere in theaters back in March. However, it was one of many films delayed multiple times due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. That's right, it is a pandemic. Uh, (laughs) Although shares in Disney Disney increased after the Disney Plus announcement, theaters' owners expressed their dismay over the decision. After all... Movie theaters have been struggling since the pandemic began. Most theaters were forced to shut down initially due to COVID-19, with many still unable to justify reopening due to the lack of new releases. Certain movie theater chains like AMC even delayed their reopening based solely off of new movies like Mulan being delayed. Basically, theaters across the world were counting on new releases like Mulan to draw patrons back to their movie theater to justify reopening and to actually make enough money to remain open. French indie cinema owner Gerard Lemoyne displayed his frustration over the situation with a bat and a Milan pop-up promo poster. 
Per an interview with Deadline, Lemoyne expressed why he was so exasperated over the situation. Quote, It's a really huge effort to stay open right now for most of us. By losing <laughs> Mulan, we uh, lost possibility of offering our audiences a long-awaited film that we have helped us, that would have helped us over these past hard weeks. End quote. Check out the video of Lemoyne. It's on Twitter demonstrating his frustration over this situation. He has a bat. Uh, many theater owners can likely relate to Lemoyne's demonstration, although some movie theaters have been able to reopen. Many remain completely shut down. These theaters will probably remain shut down if new films follow the Disney Plus precedent and go straight to streaming. For more details, check out the full article. John, don't even tell me about my accent. But what are your thoughts? <laughs> no, I thought it was a beautiful French accent. No, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this whole Mulan situation. Oh, well, and, do you want to save this one for last? Um. No, we can talk yeah. about it now. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, okay. I'll, I will, I will be, I will be the rudder in the water and guide us back when we go too long. That's fair. We're only, we're only halfway into this whole thing. So yes, with with Mulan. Okay, so I, the thing is that with with it being offered on Disney Plus, you have the monthly subscription fee period that's mm-hmm. always going to be a part of it mm-hmm. for mulan to get access to it you have to pay an additional 30 dollars. and and i understand that they're marketing towards families and disney plus is designed to is designed for the family demographic so mm-hmm. if you if you think about the traditional movie ticket prices for two parents and a kid even just those three tickets it's going to be cheaper than 30 dollars plus any kind of concessions or anything. So what? if a family... Well, okay, no, no, no. So a family of three for movie tickets plus concessions, the $30 is way cheaper. Um, okay. So... Who? Who? Sorry, let me clarify that. Oh, man, so I was I, like, John, are you living in the 90s? What happened? No, I worked at the movie theater. I understand this. <laughs> so, like, I get that part of the demographic, but... You have to like also account for the rest of the of your demographics and the rest of the people that subscribe to it. Like me, as a man married to a woman who does not watch Disney movies and does not really get into the whole Disney Plus thing, if I was to if I was interested in seeing this movie, I'd have to pay thirty dollars for me, just for myself, and that that alone was like enough for me to say nope, not getting Disney Plus anymore. I'm not going to do this. I will wait till it comes out later. And it's mm. just a part of the streaming service. Um, so like it, I get that it's a toss up and they're trying to find the right balance. And this is like them dipping their toes in the water. But to, to do this type of thing with a movie like Mulan where it's untested and to like flat out say like we're not going to put it in international theaters. We're just going to put it on just streaming. It just it. I don't think that this is going to work in the long term. Hmm. And I wonder if Bob Iger as president would have done the same thing. Well, I, okay. So let, let me be the business apologist here and take the side of Disney here. And I actually wanted to take the side of Disney. I'm glad you've come to the ring. Let's do this. I I am (laughs) anti-consumer. Let's go. So you are absolutely right. This is not directed towards you who doesn't have a family. It's mentioned for, it's for people with families. And I think that Disney, and I had a conversation with a friend about this earlier today. um, Disney is not stupid. Disney probably crunched so much statistical 
data or data about this beforehand and then making this decision. And so Disney has to make up what is reported an endgame sized hole of budget for all of their movies this year. That's how much they've lost in the movie market is an endgame size hole, which is over $2 billion whatever plus dollars, $2.7, whatever that number is. So they got to make some money back. They already put Onward on Disney+. Plus. There was no charge to it except for the streaming service itself. With Mulan, when you buy it for $30, you get it forever on your account. So there's that. It's not like a 48-hour... Uh, it's not a 48-hour rental. You keep it on your okay. on your streaming service. So there's that. On top of that, you got to, you know, you talking about prices. If you've got a family of 3, you, your wife and 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 a a kid, you know, junior, let's ju- call him. Junior, junior, or as uh, the bushes say, junior, um you're talking about, you know, your tickets, let's say it's matinee, which is still going to be like $8. So Let's see, $24 and then concessions. So let's add another 15 smackaroonies and that's going light. So you're around $40 price point. You could just for $30 at your own home at your leisure. So I understand that also you're not getting infected with coronavirus. So there's that. So Disney is crunching that. Also, there is another added benefit. So another part of the industry that's affected, and that's mostly for families, there's nothing new coming out, are movie reviewers. People on YouTube and people in different places are reviewing movies and so the situation situation comes out is you know these movie reviewers are have nothing new they've been doing a lot of old material and now they finally have a new movie so what are they going to do they're going to go they're going to pay the 30 dollars these movie reviewers to watch this mulan and then they're going to go tell people, put up a video, say like, oh my gosh, this movie is so bad. Or, oh my gosh, it's so good. And they're going to re- recommend people to go see it or not to go see it. So you have a lot of factors going into how this can be popular. How can it explode and how it can influence a market like you and me. Plus, John, you said Mulan is $30 for you. You know, you know, we can work on a deal and it could be like $15 if you know what I mean. You know, just, mm. you know, mm, you know, I'm, I'm just sending you the rate. You know, we could do this backroom deal. No, but that's also it is that you can, you know, the issue with Disney Plus is when you give out your account, it's not like you're giving out like, oh, you know, I'm having a friend use my account. It connects all the Disney stuff. So it's got your ESPN uh, information, your uh, Disney uh, park ticket information. All this stuff is connected, which is really a fault. On Disney for trying to connect it all, especially with the streaming service. If I want to give it out to my friends to go watch it, that's the issue that comes with it. But I'm ranting very long on this. I think Disney made this move very calculated, and I would have to agree this $30 price point is for that mark you said, and it's a no-brainer. Get the movie. It's something new. It's something we haven't had. This is the new normal, and this is a test because if this fails... Disney paved the way for everyone else by trying this. Movies have to come back. Where's Tenet going to release? What happens if movie theaters don't open up? This is the bigger conversation that Disney is trying something. And I know a lot of people on, on the internet, I saw a lot of um, comments saying like, $30, you're out of your, your damn mind. These are a bunch of single people who have no incentive to see these movies. It's a very small minority. But a parent sees that. It's a new movie. Their kids have to deal with this pandemic. It's a no-brainer. Get the damn movie. See, Mulan is just an interesting choice for me because um, 
Because one, I think for them to just put it on streaming and not open up to international markets, for it to be focused so much as like an international movie, or at least a, like a Chinese market movie, um, I think that that could be a downfall um, for at, at least like a giant loss of profit. Like I, I think that they could find a way to open it in international markets and make a pretty decent profit on that still, and at least release it in America on streaming. Um, plus, they're putting a lot of eggs in the basket of people are so are so demanding a brand new release movie um, that a, that a remake of a cartoon or like a live action version of a cartoon is the thing that's going to draw people back into seeing new movies in in, in streaming um, because this like people the adults will will want to see this movie because it reminds them of of the cartoon and uh, they want to see how this live action compares to the other Disney live actions but it's not really marketed as a kids movie not not nearly in the same way that the cartoon was that this I agree is much with. this is much more adult there's no songs um, there's no musical numbers at all there's no mushu there is just like a hardcore soldier story told like I embellished quite a bit and obviously magic is thrown in this in this version but <laughs> I think it's, there, there, there aren't there are a couple of songs right there's the make a, I'm gonna make a man out of you I no 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 there's no there's no musical numbers nobody is singing in this what? one it's it's straight live action fair this is the first Disney live action movie that strayed from the from the formula like this I'm a champion that, of this movie. See, but that's why that's why this is such an interesting choice of of how they want to pioneer this whole move. Like, if they were going to do that, I would think that they would do it with Black Widow because that's got much more of a broad audience. People already have the Marvel draw. It's it's a known, consistent name brand. Whereas with this, Disney live action movies have have been hit or miss the entire release that they've had. So for them to put all of this in, let's say it like in a non white lead movie in an american um demographic here <laughs> or an american audience i i think that here at least in the u.s that's a very risky move for them to do that first um i i would think that they would want to put something with a broader draw like i said like like black widow i, I disagree i have to disagree i think i think this is more appealing because you don't have to watch all the avenger movies to know what's going on i could put this if you have a if you have a kid you know, not only like a 10-year-old boy, but a 10-year-old girl who might not be into Marvel, she can watch this Mulan movie, you know? And I'm not saying that to set gender roles, but I'm just trying to say from from when I was growing up, you know, most most girls weren't into this stuff. Now, I know there's a, as years go by, like, you know, girls are more, more women are entering this kind of nerd, nerdum culture because it's now acceptable because in the 80s they used to beat up on nerds and even as a dude being a nerd wasn't cool now it's cool so um i think it still goes back to you don't have to watch all the marvel movies you don't have to watch you don't have to watch the mulan backstory you just watch this movie and that's it you don't have you just turn it on there's no backstory to it. there's nothing to learn i think this is a better and i think this is a better move because mar disney is testing out something that won't affect marvel like if black they put black widow out this way um to first it's part of a much more entrenched franchise you don't want to risk that let's put out 
Mulan, and they need to make money on Mulan. Like, it costs a lot of money to make. So I see this as the correct choice. Just, well, I, I, that's my point. And, and you make a fair point about that, but this is a film that's rated PG-13. So that the point. audience, that that's the thing, though, because like it's, it's like a legitimate war movie that's going to show people dying and getting shot and stabbed. And I, I, obviously with it being a Disney movie, it's not going to be that intense, but it is still a <laughs> PG-13 movie. So to, to take your small children to this... Um, isn't really the target demographic and the the budget for it mm-hmm. i just looked it up is 200 million dollars the budget for black widow is between 150 to 200 million uh, um, so uh, you, you got have... me. you got me you, 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 <laughs> you put here. a you put a gun to my back and i was like okay you got me my hands are up please i didn't rob that bank i didn't cut that uber driver you you, 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 you got me you got me. And, and i mean you're right. Like, I'm sure that they have crunched all the numbers. They've really tried to think this through and planned it the best they could. And this is obviously a very calculated decision. It just, it's odd that it's this movie and that they're doing it now. And there's just a lot of questions that I have about why they think this is the one that works. And maybe it is. Maybe they prove us all wrong, and this is going to be how it is for the rest of the pandemic, and maybe this type of formula sticks around to where a movie comes out in theaters, but then as a Disney Plus owner, you also have the option to pay an extra $30 and see a a brand new movie from the comfort of your own home, and maybe this is the fall of the whole movie theater industry. Who knows? We'll probably find out by the end of the year. Yeah, and you... I'm glad we segued into this topic as far as the movie theaters because, um, you know, we can still talk about this article, but um, it mentions, you know, AMC has delayed it because there's no new new movies. And I think mm-hmm. the problem for AMC, you know, we talked about it in an earlier show about AMC basically giving the middle finger to Universal because yeah. they were planning on Tenet coming out and uh, saving their movie chain. And, you know, that didn't work out that well because Tenet is now delayed indefinitely. And we don't, you know, AMC is now screwed because they told told Universal, you know, get out. They gave them the middle finger. And now they're like, oh, our backup plan, it's ruined. What do we do now? Oh, no. (laughs) Because now AMC is even bigger hot water. And you got to think, like, if AMC goes bankrupt, who... Who, who buys them? What tech company? And even though the tech companies got grilled um, by the U.S. Senate committees, you know, the, the you know, I don't want to get too political on this with Congress, but they can't even balance a budget. What makes you think they have the power to control these tech companies and do all this tax stuff? You know, I, I question where is AMC going to go? Because with this move by Disney Plus, it. This this is going to destroy AMC and whoever buys AMC has to do has to get rid of a lot of theaters, you know. John, where you live, there are like three movie theaters from AMC. Why? Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about that before. Um, I think initially, right after the pandemic hit, kind of about the the movie theater industry having to adapt to this new circumstance, and obviously the major corporations are starting to and um the streaming platforms are really the ones kind of like breaking the mold and trying stuff new that's new and trying to adapt 
and so I think now the it's it's in um, the like the ball is in the movie theater's court, and if they can't adapt, they're going to go bankrupt because other legitimate great businesses are all going bankrupt because they're not adapting. Yeah, and if 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 AMC can't, then Amazon is probably going to buy them, and everything's going to become a monopoly, and capitalism will win. Well, so let's hit on that point about getting bought out, because this is where it gets fascinating. Because before, you know, theaters, I feel like the content creators, the not content creators as far as like, you know, YouTubers, I mean, like the movie productions, movie productions, they they put their stuff through theaters. No one's no one in the production side has bought up a lot of theaters. You know, no one's taken a huge chunk of market share in there and that. Yeah. And that's what's interesting to me because that I foresee, this is speculation that that might change in the future where you might see Amazon buy an AMC and that's un that's unprecedented given the different markets that have changed because of that. Excuse me. But and I say that because look what happened with streaming. Streaming was a gentleman's agreement. And in the beginning, Netflix was the person who said, hey, NBC, hey, CBS, Viacom, uh, Disney, put your stuff on, on, our, on our platform. We put out a couple of original shows, nothing too big, you know, and, you know, just use us. We'll license it out. It'll be fine. That worked for a little bit. But then Netflix broke the gentleman's agreement. They started out putting out their own on content to compete. They thought like, oh, wow, Orange is the New Black is doing really good. House of Cards is doing really good. Why don't we make movies? So then they started competing with the people who were putting stuff on their streaming services. And that Netflix broke the gentleman's agreement between these movie producers, in my opinion. This is my opinion. IMO, everyone. I, I sound like a crazy person, but this is just what I see. Netflix breaks the gentleman's agreement, and now you have a bunch of streaming services out there. Like Peacock, Disney Plus, Amazon, Hulu, even though Hulu and Disney Plus are kind of the same thing. But this is what happened. You know, Fox had Hulu, and yet you've got HBO Max. You've got all these streaming services now because Netflix screwed it up. So now that that gentleman's agreement is broken, and AMC is about to fall apart, and Disney Plus is putting something out on a streaming service... Do you for I think I think theaters are about to be bought by big production companies that that is no longer uh, off the table is now on the menu a la carte, sir. And that's because the gentleman's agreement was broken by Netflix. And we aren't about to have that that oligarchy that ISPs have. Or maybe we are about to have that with with the. with movie theaters. What do you think, John? What do you think about that? I think the timing doesn't really suggest that they're going to buy them all up immediately. I think if that does happen, it's going to be down the road closer to when when um, things are starting to rebound. Because if, like, as an investment, if they were to buy up, like say, say Amazon does buy up AMC, that means that they have to maintain those theaters for the duration of the pandemic while people aren't going out to see movies they're not going to get any return from that investment so from not a right business now. perspective exactly yeah, yeah yeah but so they so no one's really in a rush to buy these things out that's not going to immediately bring back in money if and if they're not going to make revenue i think that they can just let this sit and continue to 
um, become a cheaper and cheaper investment. So by the time we start rebounding and a vaccine comes out and people can start going back out to the public again, um, I think that's the time that you strike. I think when we when we start seeing a vaccine spread and we start seeing um, the numbers drop significantly, I think somebody's going to make a move to buy up AMC because we still won't be able to go out into theaters at that point. Mm-hmm. But because there's going to be a slight delay in when when we start getting treated and when things start getting better to when people actually feel comfortable enough to go out in large numbers to theaters. Um, Cause even if we start going out and say the theaters go at half, half the volume, they're still not going to make hardly any money. Um, they really only make a decent amount of money when the theaters are packed out. That's why you don't see a, th- a movie stay in a theater um, once there's not any interest in it. Um, yeah, but that... I can't. No, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they, they can't maintain it when there's not any genuine interest in it. Yeah, but I I see your point with that, that they're going to... They're, I, I think what, what you're saying, just to clarify, is that they're going to wait until the price is so stupidly low and that they can actually make it viable. I see AMC folding before that, and like what most... When companies go into bankruptcy and they're bought up, most of the time they're bought up by these trusts, uh like um but it's like investment trusts and what they do is they basically gut the whole thing the whatever they're buying and then try and make it as profitable as possible so even if amazon were to buy amc when the pandemic is still going on amazon's making so much money and this is just one player in the in the market because i first i can see apple doing it but i think amazon would be better um for movie theaters and for a reason of they could probably maintain it rather than oh if i go into an apple movie theater i have to have an ios device to connect f off i'm gonna have my android but um i i foresee i foresee even even if they were to buy it when it goes bankrupt we're still in the pandemic because guess what um we haven't even hit flu season yet john you know so this thing can't continue even if there is a vaccine out there um so you know you could gut and get rid of a bunch of theaters, which means more people who were saying like, "Oh, I'm on furloughed." Now you're really now you're fired. Um, that that's that's where I see like you know where you live. There are three movie theaters. Guess what? There's going to be one if there's even a market for it, and they're going to have to change it. Amazon will be like, "Guess what? There's going to be a restaurant server. Your experience is going to cost more. It's going to be like they're going to personalize and update it like a lot of niche movie theaters have done in high market places. And by high market, I mean places like your big cities, like New York or Atlanta, Miami, where they have a movie theater where you can go have a nice dinner, watch the theater. You have your personal server. It's going to cost you a lot more, but you're paying for a much more, your, your experience that you're paying for. It's not, you're getting a burger that costs like $10 versus getting a popcorn that costs $10. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? As far as yeah. the cost value, they're going Amazon, if they were to buy it, would make it more niche like these other movie theaters that are more niche that will survive uh, versus AMC because they're providing a different experience like those Alamo, Alamo draft houses. Can yeah, I get your I, final thoughts, sir? I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see if or how movie theaters adapt or fold. Um and I think this is this is definitely the next domino to fall. Yes. Um, and it, I mean, I, I I'm genuinely curious to see how how the market responds to this, 
and if it's a viable long-term solution because uh, this is probably going to go on for a bit longer and what i i'm also curious to see what their next movie is what what they feel like their next big investment can be yeah yep 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 the first domino i don't one of the first dominoes i definitely agree but i am a i'm in the i'm i took the corner of the big corporation you know but uh yeah john you you let me know if you want to get that move on for 15 dollars. if you know what i'm saying <laughs> i have no idea what you're saying chris well, no okay anyways uh john houses or canceled houses okay houses coronavirus los angeles to shut off water and power to party houses oh yeah this article is coming from the bbc and has no writing credits it says the mayor of los angeles has said the city will be authorized to shut off water and power to properties where large parties and gatherings are held despite restrictions imposed to curb the spread of coronavirus eric garcetti said house parties had become nightclubs in the hills and that the focus would be on gatherings posing significant public dangers the rule comes into force on friday california is the worst affected u.s state with over 532,000 COVID-19 cases. State authorities have reported 9,872 deaths resulting from coronavirus. Los Angeles County continues to report the highest number of infections in the state with 197,912 as of Wednesday. Last month, California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered an immediate halt to indoor activities at restaurants, bars, and entertainment venues. But Los Angeles authorities have reported a string of house parties thrown during the pandemic. Earlier this week, a woman was fatally shot at a party in the city, b- city's Beverly Crest neighborhood, where around 200 people had attended. Mayor Garcetti told reporters that parties are often taking place at homes that are vacant or used for short-term rentals. Quote, The consequences of these parties ripple far beyond these parties. He said, they ripple throughout the entire community because the virus can quickly and easily spread, end quote. The U.S. continues to grapple with the world's biggest coronavirus outbreak with over 4.8 million cases and at least 158,268 deaths, according to John Hopkins University. John, your thoughts? I, like, I, I get... I genuinely do understand why they want to do that, but I, I saw a friend of mine post or, or share a thought about that on Facebook today, and, and he's right. It's a, and I think you might know who I'm talking about. It is a, it's a human rights violation for <laughs> them. You know who I'm talking about. Um, for them to shut off utilities when, because like they, there's no way that they can do that based on proof. Like they have to, if they're going to do that, they're going to do it. Um, based off speculation and if if this article is right that it's mostly vacant homes and homes for like vrbos or short-term rentals then they're not really punishing the people that are going to the parties they're punishing the people who own the property and it doesn't seem like that's there's a lot of overlap with that venn diagram there um so there it seems like a very very poor approach to something when they really don't need to be trying to get involved in this it just seems like a lot of lot of excessive government oversight and 
um, control for a situation that it doesn't really seem like they're addressing the root of it. Um, human rights vi like it, it's a it's a American rights violation. Well, okay. Well, I, think about it. Like, if you were to cut the power, uh, okay. So say say it was like an actual live in like a li- like a permanent resident for someone, mm-hmm. residence for someone uh, that like their parents were just out of town, so they threw a quick party over the weekend, and the par- parents get back, and the like the parents have a, a CPAP machine, um, but the the gu- the city has already cut off their power, and they can't use that machine. Um, that person's going to struggle to breathe at night. Um, they're not going to have water to take showers or to keep the, the refrigerator cold. They're going to lose food. They're mm-hmm. they're going to lose their their way of life, basically. So I understand. I understand that point. Um, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing for the parties. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And yeah. I do agree. There needs to be a better way to do this. But I also want to take it from the perspective of the county. Number one. Um, police right now, uh, are in a tough spot, especially in LA with all the, uh, protests that they had, uh, earlier this summer. So there's that. Um, so you could be think, and we don't know particularly what state the police are in as far as how many people they have on the force, but I imagine what state they're in. We know what state they're in. They're in California. (laughs) Dang it, John. You got, you got, (laughs) you put the gun against my head. You're like, don't you know the here comes this pun you better be ready and we're like please sir don't hurt me um but (laughs) that that is also a case with la is that they've been ripped by protests and police are handling other things so i understand the county trying to say like we're gonna turn off these utilities and water and i i agree it is it becomes a human rights thing but darwinism john you know, I, I, I agree. Like it's overstepping the bounds as far as the government to be like, we're just going to turn off the electricity and water. I wish police, they could just have it like a noise complaint. Like the funny thing, that movie project X that happened a long time ago is like, how are they, how are more cop how are cops not immediately called to the scene? How is this party able to continue until like maybe 2am in the morning? This thing should have been shut off at like 10, you know? Yes. And so I see that situation with L.A. It's like, you know, how how come it's not cops going to these parties? And I got to think like with L.A. and I watch a lot of YouTube content, not by stupid people, but people who are more responsible adults older than me who are not doing these stupid things. But YouTube content creators like the ones we see with doing these stupid robberies, Jake Paul, his house was raided this week by the FBI and apparently on the property like. There were guns just laying around next to hot tubs and shit. Like, and they got raided by the police or the FBI to have those guns confiscated. I don't know where, like, they're still investigating why, like, the Hollywood Reporter and all these other places, BuzzFeed, TMZ are trying to figure out why. But you could see, like, police or FBI agents taking just guns out of this mansion. Like, and Jake Paul threw a giant party, I think it was last month for his birthday, and there were hundreds of people there. Like, uh, I hate saying like all the time, but Darwinism, John, this is, you know, unfortunately we have to let it rip its course and people, I hate it. I hate this. There's just so many stupid people and I can't be like Gordon Ramsay. I can't be there for every single one of these idiots, 
put my hands around their face and ask them what are they and then they respond with an idiot sandwich they're not going to do that <laughs> these people have too much pride these people think that money is buying them all this happiness and they're being irresponsible and they're like i'm just going to live my life great you're a hero take a lap around twitter guess what no one cares but you're putting people's lives at danger and the government unfortunately can't police that and i mean i agree i agree with you john it just it sucks for all those people in California who are trying to get past this, and there's these idiot idiots out there just doing these parties like stupid. It's so stupid. Well, then that's the other thing. So if, if they're making this announcement about that now, and people know that it's coming, all they have to do to get around that when they, when they have these things set up is bring generators and coolers. That's it. Party's still the, on. Then it is a hurricane party, John. Exactly. And here in Florida, in that's what we do is the hurricane party. Get your generators, bring your coolers. It'll be fine. They're going to do the classic Florida move. And, uh, you know, that's our move. You can't, you know, you didn't invent it. So if they do do it, we would like some um, recognition. We'd like some some uh, credits to it. You're welcome, it does, California. It does make me worried that California is stooping to the level of Florida. Um but that's a discussion for another time. That is a discussion for another time. We are running a little late, but let us go to our last story. Canceled. You have any idea what it's about? Cancel culture? No. Uh, I, I don't want to cry today. Anyways, canceled. E! News. Pop of the morning. In the room. Canceled amid greater NBC Universal restructure. This article is coming from Variety as an exclusive and written by Elaine Lowe. The article reads, Three E! Entertainment news shows, E! News, Pop of the Morning, and In the Room, have been canceled. Variety has learned. The move comes just a year after E! announced an expansion to its slate of entertainment news, programming under veteran former Today producer Tammy Filler, who joined in April 2019 to lead creative and production for E! News Operations. The goal was to build out a secondary studio base in New York and add hours to its daily coverage. A year ago, the flagship E! News program, which launched in 1991, has been hosted by such names as Ryan Seacrest, Juliana Ranchich, and Mariana Menounos. Transitioned its nightly Los Angeles show to a morning program in New York, Pop of the Morning. Pop of the Morning was uh, also based in New York and featured a panel of hosts discussing the day's biggest entertainment news stories. In the Room featured interviews with celebrities with a look inside their homes. Amid last year's move to New York were layoffs and around 20 to 25 staff who worked on the nightly E! News broadcast in LA. Filler will continue on her role, on her current role, overseeing E! remaining daily E's, E! News's, or Sorry. Overseeing E's remaining daily pop and nightly pop entertainment news programs. Gosh, the E thing is just getting me. (laughs) E's remaining... uh, I already said that. The cancellations will translate to layoffs within the New York-based production team, which is fewer than 10 people big. The extent of layoffs are unclear, but a source familiar with the situation says the company is trying to replace some of those staffers in other positions within the network. The cancellations come as E's parent company, MDC Universal, looks to streamline its programming and restructure internally to create more efficiencies. Additionally, the harsh economic impact of coronavirus pandemic factored into E News, Pop of the Morning, and In the Room 
being taken off the cable channel's programming slate per a source. Moving forward, all of E! News studio production will be centralized in Los Angeles. John, we lost a big one. I mean, Your that, thoughts? It, it makes sense that when there's no entertainment news that you you shouldn't have an entertainment news show. Um, it, it does make me wonder if this is temporary and maybe they're just going to restructure once everything opens back up. Um, but it, I mean, that's, that's a big one for a show to go on for nearly 20 years like that. 31. And thir- Oh my God. Yeah. I can't Did math. It, I'm sorry. I think, this hold is on. It, I, I think I read 31. Didn't I? No, no. Well, well if it started in 1991, then it's 29 years old. Yeah, you're right. I thought I read 31 somewhere. 29 years old. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a big that's a big deal. Uh, like I said, like I, 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 I don't think that this is going to be forever. And I'm sure that they will just restructure and reorganize or reevaluate what their um, what the need is and demand is after we start getting movies and everything back open again. Um, but I, it it's definitely definitely a big story and it's really interesting. Yeah, I, it's funny because I remember um, when I lived with my mom, we would do dinner by the couch and kind of like, you know, um, what's that movie? Uh, I can't believe I forgot this movie. Back to the Future, where they're all watching TV and they're eating food at the same time. But instead of watching like some show, like family friendly show, we were watching like E! News and Deco Drive. So yeah, because that's what my mom wanted to watch. And so we would watch it during dinner time. Which is kind of funny because it's like, that's going away. And I think, I think besides the pandemic, it really just shows like traditional TV is dying. Um, I I think that's the bigger thing. And like we discussed with the Netflix and all that stuff. And now there's other streaming services. Are you going to have cable now? I, I mean, there's people I know who don't have cable. People, you know, who don't have cable. You don't have cable. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. so it's the, of course this this is going to die like this type of service. Um, So, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of kind of sucks to see it go. But, you know, wasn't wait a minute. Was this this the was was Bill O'Reilly? Was this E! News? What was the thing he did? The let's F it. We'll do it live. I have no idea off the top of my head what you're talking about. I feel about. like it is. You don't know about the Bill O'Reilly where he says, fuck it, we'll do it live. I I feel like that's something he said a lot, but I don't remember that instance. There's a, there's a video of him when he says, we'll do it live. Uh, it's, it's, it's a famous video of him just doing that where he goes, uh inside edition okay okay inside edition that's okay inside edition is different from e-news but it's it's similar to that vein maybe it is the same thing i don't know no it's it's not the same show um but yeah i mean inside inside edition is the one that um like my in-laws watch a lot and like i remember watching that as a kid a fair amount um yeah you did but just major major networks like that being affected and this is like the first real television network that's made major restructuring changes 
I think NBC? since COVID hit. Yeah, but I mean, like we don't we don't see a ton of of like networks canceling shows like news shows because of all this, it, or at least canceling things in general. Like it seems like most things are just being delayed or postponed. And NBC is the Peacock service, right? Yes. I heard that's doing really well, John. Yeah, that that didn't sound sarcastic at all. <laughs> I just, hi, no oh, man. That's just, I mean, it's such a weird time with all of these stories. Like, he, we, you, you brought up Darwinism earlier, and I think that's gonna that's gonna be the theme of the show, if not the title, is Darwinism with these stories. We have a lot of entertainment news here, and how it's changing. Uh, and I know this show goes back and forth this podcast with entertainment news and just real news and this is this is a really great indicator of like how much this industry is changing and i'm i think and correct me if i'm wrong or what do you think about this opinion and i have that covid19 has sped up the 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 life expectancy of traditional television well, no, not sped up, um, but oh, oh, I, I see. I like it's yes. it's drained yes. the life expectancy on it's it's moved it up. Like your death date is it like oh your television you've been in it for like eighty years now and it's like actually you're more like you're a hundred years old and you're about to die. Like that's I I see it as like the, the pandemic has kind of changed the clock for that, and now yeah. the rush is to the internet space to put your streaming service online. Uh, yes. Or put your streaming your your television content online, and I you know what do you think about that take? I think that it definitely swept the leg of traditional TV. Um, no, nice yeah, Ralph I mean... Macchio reference, or <laughs> or his opponent rather, Johnny. Yes. Sweep the leg. Sweep the no, leg. no, like I think Peacock is a good first step in that. In that, like I, I didn't realize that it was like an entire like television network placed online um so there's it's a lot more depth than i thought it was originally um Mm -hmm. i think that's probably the first step of the evolution i don't think that's the final step by any means but um you're right like it it, everything is going digital it's all going online it's all becoming a matter of convenience and you you should be able to watch whatever you want when you want to watch it there should be minimal program tv that you have to show up at a certain time every night because people want to do things when it's most convenient for them um i think at this point it's it's even becoming more and more rare to see shows released on a specific day every week um and like we have the boys season two um that's gonna that's gonna be uh shown weekly after the first i think three or four episodes um hbo does that a lot but a lot of these like mid-tier streaming services just pump the products out and they don't like they they don't need to rely on um weekly uh weekly episodes of anything because they already have such a large library that people can just skip around to whatever they want Mm. um so for yes this is all definitely going straight to streaming um cable i i think with this speeding things up the way it is i personally don't see cable being around in 20 years let alone maybe 10 i would agree but i i won't for me the big change will be when the sports make their own streaming service 
that will be huge because right now I can't stream ESPN. Uh, even though I, I have ESPN Plus, part of the Disney thing, um, I can't stream like, you know, foot. I can't stream like just ESPN stuff on my phone. I can listen to ESPN radio and all and look up like special articles and stuff like that. But like if there's a program going on television, I can't watch it on my phone because I need a cable provider, which is it's kind of like uh, HBO Go in a way, yeah. which HBO Go is going away. Thank God. And yes. I want I want ESPN to do that. And I want NFL Network to do that because NFL Network doesn't have you if you buy the NFL Network like their their app and stuff like that you don't get full game broadcasts you get like NFL Red Zone where you can watch like every touchdown play or highlights and and you know you can listen to the broadcast on NFL radio but you can't watch the actual game so at least last time I tried so when these sports channels move off of cable or provide a online service that's equivalent to their cable packages, then I know we've made it to the future because they are super reluctant. And it goes the same thing for FS1, uh, uh, Fox Sports. Uh, NBC Sports has uh, racing all the time with NASCAR. And I, don't know their, I don't know their situation, but when those move, that's how I know we've made it to the future of streaming and that cable is basically dying. And yeah. cable is basically dead is when that happens, because then I will never, ever consider getting a cable package. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think that I, I think that there will at least be major changes happening over the next decade. And I, I think for them to continue the model of like sports being the last thing on traditional TV, I think eventually they're going to have to give out. And I don't see the rest of any network lasting another 10 years. So by default, they're going to have to either stay with the times or they're going to fall to the wayside and somebody else is going to create a network where they're just playing sports on a uh, on-demand basis and someone else is going to sweep in and conquer the, conquer the, um, the sweep the leg. Yes. Yeah. They're going to sweep the leg. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's time. I think it's time for traditional TV to die. That's right. That's what, you know, Darwinism. It's time for it to die and something more beautiful take its place. Anyways, with that, that's our show for today. Thank you for joining us to the Summon Up podcast uh, every week. And uh, John, you will be in charge of the show next week as we do this. We change hosts every single week. And uh, yeah, you know, you'll be in charge. I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about. Uh, Yes. You know, maybe it'll be something about Mulan again. I don't know. I just, you know, let's work on that deal, sir. We have till September 4th to get those deets. <laughs> maybe we can uh, get somebody else in there and, uh, you know. Make it even cheaper? Make it more more profitable of an arrangement. Sure, sure. Okay, I see what you're doing. Make that pot deal sweeter. I see you. Anyways, yes. and not real pot. Just like, you know, you know, like a like a like a cauldron, you know. Maybe maybe I went too far with that. Anyways. Shut it down, Chris. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Abort mission. Abort mission. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.